Did you know a blue whale has a heart the same size as a small car? Hello, hello everybody. Thank you for coming to Hold and Some. Karibuni sana. How is everyone doing? Mimi Niko too. And I'm quite okay. Grateful for life. Grateful that the winter isn't as bad as I imagined coming in, really. Um, it's survivable and I've been well. I just really thank God for a lot of things. I'm on my second semester at school and it's going well so far. So yeah, so much to thank God for. And Karibuni uh, Sana to episode 32. And uh, just a few things. I forgot last week to make fun of myself for my attempt at rebranding the podcast. <laughs> so after my, my break, um, before episode 31, yeah, I don't know if I talked about it. Why do I forget? Maybe I talked about it. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I attempted to to rebrand the podcast. And um, I think this is one of those moments where I really appreciated the concept of feedback. And I have never been more glad that I asked for feedback. I mean, I've never regretted any moment I asked for feedback. But like, yeah, I, I really I really appreciate feedback. It just helps me um, make better decisions. Uh, and so I think I just really appreciated the response and the um, encouragement around the whole concept of the podcast. Not so much the concept, but even the name itself, because I was thinking of changing the name. So, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> and um, yes, we are still whole and some. We will always be whole and some because that has stuck and that's seeming to do well with all of you. And I really appreciate that. So. Thank you. Thank you for that feedback. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for the great um, encouragement around this whole thing. I really want to shout out my one of my really good friends, Shani. Shani and I voice note a lot, a lot. Like we will voice note each other. Sometimes when I'm voice noting her, I have to introduce the voice note. I'm like, uh, Shani, welcome to this podcast. So, <laughs> because it's not going to be four minutes, it's going to be a whole 20 minutes of just a lot. Um, and speaking with her and just getting a lot of encouragement about the podcast, I I realized that recording this podcast actually feels a lot like voice noting Shani or any of my other friends, because I do voice notes a lot with my friends. And I love that. I really love that. Like, I just feel like I, I love that. And I just want you to know that if you're listening, you certainly are special because it means we vibe. And so thank you. Thank you. And man, God bless you. Today, I really... By the way, what was Spotify? Salimikeni, kwanzia na fever, salimikeni sana. You can leave a comment, by the way, after every episode. You can um, give me a review. You On Anchor, you can actually send me voice notes. And honestly, if I want to get voice notes, I'd be so happy to share them on the podcast. That would be really lovely. So... As you listen, please remember to recommend to someone who you think will vibe with this as well. 
and um, leave a review, leave a comment just so people can, anyone else who would feel like this type of thing would get to know about it and we grow. And today I'm here to build on, I think, I think I'm going to build on what you talked about on episode 31, which I have really been pondering on even after recording it and sharing it with you. I think it's one of the biggest lessons in my life right now, how life is a long road. And even to get a bit more personal, I think it's because I'm in a season where I'm re- I'm trying to figure out, I mean, for a long time, I've always been consistently going back to the what next, what next. And um, being here in the UK doing my studies, I have the option of extending my visa if I want to. To, to get in some work experience and I really didn't want to stay in the UK you know how I was talking to a friend of mine Jana and I was telling him how you know how many people when they go to a new country there's the excitement and the awe of being in a new country like oh my goodness look at this look at that it's funny how it happened in reverse for me because when I came to the UK I was just like oh yeah 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 I mean it's different so there's a lot of beauty to appreciate and to see one of the things that stood out for me the most was how the seasons are so evident. Like I came in autumn and you really, really get the autumn vibe that we see in the movies. And I was just like, wow, this is actually real. And it was so beautiful to see. But a greater part of me was already tired. Like by week one, I was just like, Samimi, I just want to go home. <laughs> and I think I'm those people who are wired for like comfort and... Um, I think I know stability in my life and I thank God for that. But then in a sense, I also know monotony, honestly. So I'm a very, very monotonous person. Like when I find something I like, I just want to stick with it. So for me, I really like home. I really like Kenya. I have always liked it, but now coming here made me realize how much more I like it. So I really wanted to come back home. But I've just been thinking about I might need to stay a bit longer, still thinking about it. So that's why this whole idea of seeing life as a long road and even when you're coming at your decisions to be able to see that it's a long road and so you need to to really think through it like that and settle in and let the journey just move through you um i think it's helping me ease into decisions a bit better especially being the indecisive person that i I can be so if you haven't listened to episode 31, I would highly recommend it. I really feel like it was one of my, I truly don't think I have like a favorite episode or anything. I really give, pour my heart into each of them in a very unique way. But as of now, I would honestly say that I think episode 31 is one that many people need to listen to. I, I really feel like it's 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 a it's a timeless one and it's also like a really impactful one in it, it impacts the depths of us in a in a way that I think is important for everybody to understand so um today I think what I'm gonna share is just a build up on that and it's it surrounds something that is very predominant in my life like it's something I have seen over the years and I continue to see in my life and I just want to encourage you with it today and share with you a bit of my story. Not so much, but yeah, a little bit. Like I, I don't think there's many new things really to say, but just to 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 build on this on and on, on what I want to share today. And it's basically just about how 
this whole a day at a time thing, a step at a time thing is very easy to say. Sometimes can be hard to practically go through. But like over the years, as I have seen things work for me a step at a time, I have learned to actually embrace that concept and I find such ease in it. Like, life is really paradoxically, it's a long game that is played a step at a time, one foot in front of the other. Like, it, I, I, I'm just fascinated at the paradox of things because this same life thing can end literally in microseconds. But at the same time, people live to 90 to 100. It's a long game. And I don't think the longevity of life is so much in the years, but it's in the quality of it. Forget what I mean? It's, it's, it's about the life in your years and not so much the years in your life. So the life in your years is really a long game. Like it's not something to just be erratic and random, random in a careless way about its. Hold up. My dad is calling me. Oh, I forget what I was saying because my dad just called me in the middle of recording. But um, I think I was just talking about the paradox of life. Like it's a long game and... um. The longevity is in the life in your years. And now that longevity still does not need to be approached haphazardly. Like you still need to be, to steal yourself in the moment and be present in the moment and take what the moment calls for and just approach life a step at a time. But then to an extent, and this is now what I'm talking about today, it's not so much about also our power in a sense. If you believe in, in a higher being, personally, I believe in God. And regardless of what you call your God, I, I think, I do think that there is a power over us. There is, there is a power that is greater than us that governs our lives. And we everything that our life is about is not just about you as a human as as a human being and even this forces above us take us through the journey of life a step at a time because in your human capacity you're limited and drawing into like my personal experience I can tell you for example career-wise when I finished high school I did not really know what I wanted to study I had good grades. I, at this point, I'd already discovered that I, I was passionate about human health. And so I considered doing medicine, but then I also wanted to do a bit of music. And so I just thought maybe I should go for something related. Not exactly that. I ended up in nutrition and dietetics and I loved it. But as I continued to do nutrition and dietetics, I didn't really know what next after school. Just because you have the qualification doesn't mean there is room for you to apply what you know in a way that fulfills you. So I didn't really know what next. And from there, I ended up doing my internship. I went through it. It was good. I didn't know what next. Here I am now. I'm doing my master's. And I'll be honest with you. As soon in all these chapters as I have been entering the next chapter, 
as soon as I've settled into the next chapter, I already start to see how the chapter after that is empty. It's a blank space and I don't know where to go next. And so here I am now, I came in to do my master's and as soon as I had settled into my master's, I started thinking, oh yeah, after this, what next? <laughs> and now here I am thinking about what next? And as I'm thinking about it, I can tell you for a fact that I'm leaning on what God has done in my life in the past, which is the fact that he has guided my every single step. I genuinely, my life is just to God's glory. Like I have, I'm just a miracle. Every single step is just a miracle. So as I'm here now asking myself what next, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm leaning on the fact that I have asked the what next before. And I knew that I was asking the what next. I knew that I was limited, but God has come through and guided my path and guided my steps and opened the right doors and set the right people around me and given me the right guidance. And I know he'll continue to do it. It's a, so, so what this really I'm trying to say is that you're not always going to know where you're going. You're not always going to know what it looks like beyond a certain point. And you know what? You don't need to. And I think this is something that I personally, I'm glad I learned because prior to this, I was I was a different person. I really, really needed to know what we're doing. Otherwise, I'm not on board. Um, and I would get really, really stressed when I don't see what next or what, when I feel like I can't dream. And I'd make it so much about myself. And I just realized sometimes your dreams are not specific. Sometimes... I really think if anything, our dreams are actually so simple. All of us want joy, um, peace, money, success. You know, they all boil down to those simple words. But the manifestation of those dreams are where it gets complex. And you have to realize that it's at this point that you release yourself to the powers that be. Because you cannot achieve it all on your own in your human capacity. And so you have to let go. And to take each moment for what it, it brings and to walk a step at a time. One foot in front of the other. And so what I've learned is to do what I have in the moment to do. As I continue to put my trust in God for what lies ahead. Before I segue into health check, I actually want to give you a flip side perspective because I feel like I have been able to practice this in my academic life, in my career life, and even in my finances. By the way, guys, I, I realized I have a very interesting relationship with money. Like, pff, money serves me. I don't, money serves me. Money is a tool to me. Like, and I recognize how easily this can sound like you're only speaking, it can, it can, it, it can sound like I'm only speaking like this because I've had the privilege of really never being in complete lack. And I acknowledge that it's true. I have never been in complete lack in the sense that 
I've never been in a situation where I needed to put food in my mouth and I completely couldn't. I've never been in a situation where I didn't have a roof over my head. I acknowledge that blessing and I really don't take it for granted. But I find that one of the things that helps me have a healthy relationship with money is how I see it. I see money as a tool, something that comes and goes and something that's there to serve my life and the quality of my life. And so I'm indeed as responsible as I can possibly be about money. But I sort of released the tension and the pressure of I need to be making this money by this age and I need that and I need that because I learned to trust in give us this day our daily bread. And I have seen the miracle of that in my life because I can tell you for a fact, I have seen broke days. I have seen very broke days. And I can tell you for another fact, I do not look like my broke days at all. Even when I'm broke like no one's business, I do not look like my problems I completely chose not to. I completely do not see the value of my day, the value of my life, the value of the present moment being pegged by how much money I have in my account or otherwise. So I love that about <clears throat> myself and my journey as well. Just being able to, to see that even with money, I can trust each day. I can trust in each day. And I can just put my confidence in the fact that as long as I'm doing what I need to be doing, then I'll be okay. Because I live an honorable life. I live an honorable life. I honor people. I respect people. I honor God. I try to honor God in the way I live my life in terms of my behavior and my practices and my lifestyle. I'm kind to people. I do diligent work. If you give me work to do, I'm going to do a good job. Why would God not bless that? Why would God not see that? And for me, that's simply how I deal with God. I'm just like, I am doing my part. Great one. I'm doing my part. You have got me. You will take care of me. I will be fine. But now the flip side that I was talking about is that I have not really practiced that in my love life. And it's something that I'm now... I know I need to learn to do practically because I don't, I, I think there's, there's, um, you know, there's always a lot of things at play that are at, are, that are at play <laughs> when it comes to any particular thing. And maybe with my love life, there may be a few things that I need to like align. But in my love life, I tend to sometimes panic, like when in the moment something isn't going right, sometimes I forget, I, I, I can tend to panic and feel like, oh my goodness, this bad moment is indicative that we're going to have a bad life. <laughs> and so sometimes I forget that it's just a bad moment, it's not a bad relationship. Yeah. And that's the thing we need to see in life. It's a, just a bad day. It's not a bad life. It's just a bad hour. It's not a bad day. It's just a bad minute, few minutes. It's not a bad hour. Taking it bit by bit and seeing that challenges, obstacles are not meant to destroy the whole journey. Like 
take them a moment at a time, a step at a time, see what they teach you and see how they build up to the bigger picture. And so I want to seg into Hell Check and I will be Welcome to Health Check with me, your personal nutritionist, just checking on you. So grateful you're here and today I'm going to teach you about child feeding and I know not all of you listening have children but I think this is a very important thing to, to understand and to learn just for learning sake, right? So it's going to be two concepts. Number one, exclusive breastfeeding. Now, according to the World Health Organization, um, just what is acknowledged as the right practice for infant feeding is that every baby should be exclusively breastfed for up to six months. Exclusive means that once a baby is born up to their sixth month, this baby should only have their mother's breast milk. The way God created us is that the mom's milk is enough and is literally everything the child needs at that point in their lives. In terms of the child's nutrition needs, like their energy needs, their, their nutrient needs and everything, the mother's milk has everything the child needs. So exclusive breastfeeding means you don't even give your baby water, nothing but breast milk for up to six months. Now, this is something that people sometimes <clears throat> want to go around and it's understandable because people face challenges with breastfeeding sometimes. There are always situations where, for example, the baby's mother unfortunately passed away at birth or the mother doesn't have enough milk, in which case we supplement with formula or you feel like your child is not um, getting what they need or they're having maybe some health challenges. And so people want to go around it and start feeding your child early. I get it. I know children can be difficult. Some of them can be difficult to... Children can be difficult to understand by the simple fact that they cannot express themselves. And so sometimes it's hard to know what to do. But here's the thing. This exclusive breastfeeding thing is not for is not just it's for a reason the baby's body the baby's system is not ready to start processing hard food it's not ready to even process water those kidneys are too small and too young to start dealing with all that at that point and so you find when you start your baby on foods too early you run the risk of messing up with their bodies they are likely to encounter health issues they're likely to struggle because they're not ready yet so there are techniques around the whole breastfeeding process it's a whole science and when it's done right and when it's done again with joy and with just like chill and know it's going to be okay it's meant to be done exclusively after six months so that's the first concept and then now the second concept is what we call complementary feeding or weaning. Now, this is when you start introducing foods. Keyword introducing. You do not just start a baby at six months, bam, giberi. <laughs> you know, like it's a process. Again, it's a science. I'm hoping that as we continue, I can now start to teach you some of these things. Honestly, it's one of the things I used to really enjoy um, teaching at the clinic when I was working. but. Complementary feeding is now, once the baby has done their six-month uh, half birthday, 
whatever you call it, <laughs> um, then we slowly start to introduce foods from semi-solid, rather like blended foods, rather slowly into semi-solid. By the time this baby is two years old, they can eat from your plate. So it just goes gradually like that. So point number one, exclusive breastfeeding after six months, mother's milk only. And then from six months is when you start to introduce water, fruits and foods slowly by slowly. And it's a technique that takes time and it's very gradual. Hope you've learned something new today. Thank you. So I just want to um, read out a few verses that stood out for me as I was just thinking about this. And one of them is from Psalms, Psalms of David, chapter 37, verse 23 to 24. And it says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I believe those words with all my heart and <clears throat> that's what I'm encouraging you with today that you will be okay. Um, you make plans and you submit them to God and he will make them firm. He is the one who stabilizes them. He is the one who will guide you to to adjust, adjust your plans, sorry, how you need to work around what you need to so that you can move in the direction that's good for your life though you stumble you will not fall and this is where i'm saying that obstacles don't mean that it's a bad life now and it's the end of the road you'll be okay but now there's something that i mentioned just before we did health check that i think is a perfectly good way to end and it's a fact that i know this is all so easy to say like we can go on and on and on about, oh, yeah, it's a day at a time. Just chill. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Da, da, da. But, hey, it can be hard, you know. It can be hard. And the thing here is, for me, I really believe that it's because it, it it's it's survivable and doable when you release yourself to God through trust. Now, if you have ever trusted someone, then you know the power of trust. Perfect example is when you throw a baby up in the air. This baby doesn't start screaming like, oh my goodness, this is the end of my life. In fact, they laugh and play with you because they know you're going to catch them. But if you ever throw a baby up in the air and you let them fall, do you think they'll ever let anybody throw, up in the, throw them up in the air again? No. Has God ever failed you? If you really, really, really think about it, has God ever failed you? He can be trusted. And God here is, allow me to use God. I, I, I'm really, sorry, it's related. I promise it's related. Interestingly, I got what I'm about to say from the podcast is related, I promise, which I really love listening to. You should look it up by julia sharon and now Quambox, and they were talking about how 
most Kenyans are actually agnostic. Like we identify with the Christian religion, but most of us are agnostic in the sense that we pick up from a lot of different things, especially our cultures, our traditions, because you know our traditions are not necessarily biblical. Things like Rorashon and Nidus are not necessarily biblical things, but we practice them. Even Christians practice them. So we're more of agnostic. So I think, um, I don't know if that comes out in how I speak or whatever, but I mean, I can lay it out here and say that I, I'm actually a genuinely a very accommodative person. I believe that we cannot pin people down by their beliefs and say that these people are cut out from the whole because they believe differently from us. Um, and so for me, genuinely, however you call, whatever whatever name you give to the God you trust to hold your life, but just, it, I don't know, for me, it's not, yeah, it's not really where it's at. And so I, w- I hope you can accommodate me when I say God, if you, if you see it differently, it's perfectly okay. I want you to know that you're accommodated here, honestly. Um... And also, if you believe that God only has one name, I promise you, you're also accommodated. It's not an, it's not a religious battle about who is right or who is wrong. Um, and so that out of the way, <laughs> um, I think this take tr- takes trust, trust, trust. Has Yahweh ever failed you? He will hold you. He will when you stumble. He will not let you fall. You will be okay. And I think that's a premise on which you can release yourself to him and trust that my day-to-day is secure in God. One last one that I really, really like is Psalms 31, verse 14 to 15. And it says, My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. But just the six words my times are in your hands beautiful beautiful my times are in your hands beautiful trust 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 is the answer trust trust god i know the journey can be really tough but trust god trust god i think that's where it's that's where you anchor your hope in and hope will not put you to shame don't lose hope when you lose hope you lose life you're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay just take it a day at a time this has been lovely really lovely thank you guys and today i have something quick on wwld and it just came through asking hi laura i know you're doing my your masters and i'm also working on mine too just wanted to ask you from for some quick study tips i'm just going to share with you what i do for real and hope you can glean from it and for me the first thing is understanding and accepting your your way of learning mimi honestly I'm not I, humble, humble brag. But honestly, I've been, I've, I'm those kids who've been considered a chopee since I was a kid. But the reality of it is, me, I'm not those chopees for for going to class and I just like, or by osmosis, I just grasp what people are supposed to learn. I really, really read. Like, um, 
I have to put in the work. I read a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've been, I've always been a reader and that's how I grasp information. In fact, the best way to, to, to see it is I'm not always the most street smart person. Like sometimes for me, if this knowledge has not come to me through reading it somewhere or listening to it on a podcast or something, most of the times I'm just ignorant of it. So <laughs> yeah, I'm one to put myself out there and like really learn things. And I think most of us do either way. None of us is born knowing things. So yeah, you have to understand your way of learning things. So I realized that for me, my number one way is reading. My second way that I've embraced a lot recently is pod- podcasts. So but when it comes to academic studying, it definitely takes reading. Now, this reading can vary for different people. Um, for me, I can go th- for like three, four hours reading and I'll be fine. I won't feel too tired or anything. So it's really up to you and how it works. I would say maximize on your way of learning. Make the best of it. So if you're the kind of person like my brother who will go into class and listen to the lecturer and take notes and you grasp the concepts, perfect. Make sure you don't miss any class because that's how you learn. Because for me, to be honest, sometimes I'd rather miss a class because sometimes I don't miss classes, but like I'd rather miss a class because sometimes I just need to really see that thing on a paper for me to grasp it, not just hear someone say it. So, yeah, I'd say make a plan, uh, make a study plan. I, I find it to really help me, especially like when you're in master's and you're in campo, the semester is moving on, you have deadlines. It can be so hard to start grasping things under pressure. So for me, I try to study with a plan. Then make a lot of notes or side notes, just things that can guide your studying. I find that really helpful. Also, something I'm embracing because I'm not really good at it is group discussions. I'm not really good at working with people. I feel like people slow me down or when they work at a different pace or energy, it throws me off. But I've really been trying to embrace that a bit more recently. But then the thing that I think is my pro tip, pro tip, pro tip is take actual breaks from studying, like actual break me- breaks meaning when you say you're on a break, even if it's a half an hour break, it needs to be an actual break, like get on TikTok, put a video and start dancing, like just do something. If you say this weekend, I'm not studying, I'm taking a break, then travel, do something fun, like do something that takes you completely away from your books. I find that so refreshing and I think it will help. So thank you for sending your question and I hope that I've helped with the tips that I've shared. And with that, my lovely people, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for listening. Tumekua deep, deep, squeezy. So what we're going to do, I am going to try and see if we can go another direction next week. What do we talk about? send suggestions of random things to talk about i need to be a bit more nini light light (laughs) we've been talking about some really nice deep things but yeah yeah that's just all on a light note but just know that i appreciate you thank you for listening and i'll catch you next week for episode 33 bye-bye